going up the elevator. Like I've been on some like rickety elevators, but this thing was like, like it was obnoxiously loud to the point where like we were on the elevator with strangers and you, you know, when you know, everyone's thinking the same thing, but no one will say it. Cause if someone says it, then it's real. That's what it felt like. It was like, no one say that this is crazy. Cause then if it does, we're all, I don't know. It just felt like, don't acknowledge it, you know? Excited for the trips we got coming up? Fired up. We got four. Five. Five, I think. They're all in the States. Nope. Nope. Some of them are in the States. <laughs> <laughs> 90%. No. I guess Edmonton, it would be Columbus, Florida, Virginia, Virginia, Florida. Yeah. We should go back. That's, that's the lineup. Wait, wait, why Florida twice? Florida in February. So if you count, oh, I guess, the rest of this year. I'm just counting the rest of this year. The rest of this year. The rest of this year. I was like, out. are we going to Florida again in December? We could. <laughs> rest of this year is Edmonton, Columbus, Florida, Virginia, Virginia. What should we get? I'm excited. What is your best? No. What was your worst travel experience? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I went, it wasn't because of the travel. It was just bad timing. I went to like 2017 or 2018. I flew to Chicago to see an ex-girlfriend. Mm. And I had, I think, you know, the Norwalk virus, Norwalk? Yeah. Um, Norwalk yeah. virus, right? I think so. Isn't that a street in Guelph? Our folk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only Guelph fights will get that one. The yeah, I'm pretty sure I had the Norwalk virus. I don't know why I thought that. I think because it the symptoms just seemed to line up. It was like the flu, but like the worst flu I ever had. Yeah. Um, I remember walking. So actually, I'm getting hit myself. I fly <laughs> there, but I'm so sick. And wait, why did you go? <laughs> she was there on a business conference. Okay. Um. And Wait, were you broken up at this point? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but she was flying from BC or something. So I hadn't seen her. So then it's like, this would be great timing. <clears throat> I'll be in Chicago. You should fly there at the same time. We can see each other. So I met her there. But then I was so sick. I remember being on the plane for like an hour flight <laughs> or less. And I was like dying. I remember like trying to like eat a hard boiled egg and a carrot. And I was like, this is so hard right now. And that like 45 minute flight felt like forever. And, uh, I get there and I couldn't really sleep. My, my body aches were so bad that I remember walking. Like I, I still just try to do what I could do. You know, mm. I was like walking around Chicago with her. And I remember not being able to stand up straight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the muscles in my back. I remember not, I couldn't do it. 
it was so painful. And I was like, this is, thing is on another level. And it was so intense. It wasn't intense for a day. It was intense for like a week. You know how you get the flu and you're like, one really bad day, maybe yeah. two, and then it starts to taper? This just stayed intense for the whole time. I think I was sick when I got back home too. It just hung around. Wow. That was probably the most sick I've ever been. Without drugs and alcohol. So it had to be simultaneously the worst sickness and the worst travel. What do you mean? Like you had a two for one. They were both the worst. Yeah, that's what made it. Because like, like a bad travel could just be like, oh, I had like. That would have been a nice trip. It was too bad because, I mean, it was fine. But it was like with the just being that sick, it was like this is hard to live, you know. Oh, it was so brutal. It was hard. So, yeah, that's probably the worst. Everything. It's not like I've had tons of different travel opportunities. And they've all, any of the ones I've done have all been like pretty smooth. Yeah. I did go to Philadelphia once with a bunch of my cousins and my uncle. And. This isn't a bad trip, but it was just funny because it was like we stayed in the cheapest hotel we could find in Philly and the way the hotel was set up was it was kind of like a cylinder. So the elevator was in the middle and then you'd go into the elevator and then when you came up, all the rooms were like on the outer perimeter <laughs> and... uh Going up the elevator, like I've been on some like rickety elevators, but this thing was like, like it was obnoxiously loud to the point where like we were on the elevator with strangers and you, you know, when you know, everyone's thinking the same thing, but no one will say it because if someone says it, then it's real. That's what it felt like. It was like, no one say that this is crazy because then if it does, we're all, I don't know. It just felt like, don't acknowledge it, you know? Yeah. It felt like the thing might fall. Like just, it did not feel like safe. But we, we were on the top floor and we get into our room and we're all like, wow, this place is like a shithole. <laughs> and then we, we get into our room and me and my one cousin are like, we're kind of just settling in and we look, we go over to the sliding door because we had some little balcony or something. And we go over to the sliding door and we didn't even open or anything. I think we were just chilling. And at one point we just like kind of lean against it and the whole thing moved. Like the door, fr- the door, the door frame and the wall. Like it's like the bottom of the whole wall wasn't really attached to the floor. It's like you could move that whole. So like you one- could just totally just. Well, what we realized was is like one of our other cousins is like. um, Instruction. Generally impulsive. So uh, we're like, we probably shouldn't tell him about this because he might play with this and just go right through it. And then we're going off the eighth floor into the parking lot splat that was pretty wild <laughs> not a bad opp- not a bad experience it was funny but it could have been yeah could have been but yeah that was like what about um, you well this is just like a good story the the worst i mean my plane anxiety is getting worse who knows why so it feels like every flight's because none of the flights have been with me yeah fair enough <laughs> is that the carry just yes. bring your partner. Yeah. So you could both perish. Is together. that what makes your travel experiences tough? Is just being scared on a flight? Yeah. So you haven't had anything actually bad happen. Um have you? Trying to think. Do you have any road trips where you're like something just went south? No. You haven't had that many road trips, have you? Trying to think what my farthest I drove to New Brunswick. It's a pretty good road trip. 14 hours? Yeah. Okay. We did tons to Sault Ste. Marie. 
Did you? Okay. Those are eight, nine hours. Yeah. But uh, no, when we went to Detroit. Yeah. For Noah's birthday. It's like. It wasn't even in Detroit, but it was just outside, but it was sketchy enough, right? Mm-hmm. And so we did top golf, and then everyone wanted to, like, we were going to go out after somewhere. But then it just ended up being like a frat party in the hotel room because they're all like 23, 24, right? It's the best. So it's like White so claws the, older, the older people went outside to the fire, um, fire table that was outside yeah and we like met other people there and uh-huh. we were just chatting they were like <laughs> they were like apparently like destroying the room and stuff but at one point um they needed more booze right the only sober person was tian so she brings me their uh noah's friend who's like six seven big dude okay and then her brother connor who's was my age and me the four of us go like, it's late, and we're at one of these, like, liquor marts or whatever. They have, you can't even, the, the cashiers are behind bulletproof glass. Mm-hmm. And then you have to put the booze in this, like, spinning thing, and then they take it, and they scan it, and then whatever. And then we <laughs> didn't even realize, though, that, like, because Connor and I were, like, had some drinks, so we were just kind of, like, looking around. We didn't even notice who was in the store. And Tan's like, yeah, we got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> it's, like, a little scary. People started yelling at each other. <laughs> and then and then the six the six, seven guy, he like, we get we all get back in the car. We're like, okay, we're good. He's like, oh no. I told I said I would ask for ping pong balls. <laughs> we're like, you don't have to go back in. He's like, I'm gonna go back in. <laughs> for and beer he, pong, he we gives, gotta he gives Tian his watch. He's like, I'm going back in. And he said when he got back in, they gives were his watch. Yeah, he's like, they were he's like they the the customers were screaming at each other. He's like, he's like, I had to get out of there. I was like, and oh you're six goodness. seven, bro. Like that's <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Poor Tian remembered the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of road trips, but they were all like super awesome. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, as boring as road trips are, but like Florida a bunch of times, Virginia a bunch of times, Ohio a few times. I haven't driven in Canada that much. It's just too big. Really. It's too big. I'll just it's fly. Just, yeah. I'll just fly, dude. Not even. It's just like, you know. I want to drive ahead. south, not west or know. east. Or like. Are you going to be, uh, do we have any trips planned while you're prepping? Yeah, Florida. Do you, what's your game plan? Uh, get an Airbnb that has a kitchen. Okay. Because a million gems. I'm not worried about the gems. Of course. But I mean, you're very like habit based oh, very that's, routine like I, that's fine like i'll get my cardio in <clears throat> like i don't training think, in and cook that's fine. i don't think you a year or two ago would have been down to go anywhere um i think because it's february i'm okay it's earlier enough like i wouldn't i wouldn't be down to like go in, in like may yeah that's fair because okay. then it's just i don't have the energy either so it's right. just like right february's fine yeah lots of time still plus yeah, i hope true. that i'm gonna be at an even better spot. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll be ahead of schedule kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. Eh? If you can travel and you're a little bit ahead of schedule. Yeah. 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 But, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's the travel. The, um, yeah, no, I, I had a few clients actually. Mm. I've had multiple clients travel this year. And, um, that was a good test for me as a coach. 
kind of give them, set them up with different strategies and stuff, which is super helpful. Cause I think the key is like, if I can get clients to either, and it kind of depends where people are, but sometimes it's like, okay, how can we basically just get into like damage control mode mm-hmm. and just come out of here unscathed, depending on where they're at um, and what the objective of the trip is, or actually get them to like, just stay on track the exact same. Just be like, everything's going to be different, but we're going to find ways to keep you on track and uh, making progress, but still enjoying yourself. Particularly if it's a trip where you're going for fun. You know, it's not a work trip. It's something that's, you're like, I'm going because vacation. Mm -hmm. I want to relax. I want to enjoy myself. I want to partake in different foods and beverages and, you know, later nights, whatever. It's because, so like, I had never been to Europe, right? And... There was just so much walking, yeah. which was good. It was positive because there was mm-hmm. a lot of tarts being eaten as well, right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, I ate a tart or two a day, but I walked like 30,000 steps. Tart or two a day. A tart or two. Tart or two a day. Yeah, that's key. If you can keep movement up, that's huge. Right? It buys you so a lot of budget. I ended up losing weight even though I was... Did you? Yeah. Wow. So much walking. Yeah. You were still crushing water? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They would like, okay, love you, family. But I was like, I need at least four liters, four to five liters of water a day for myself. They were going to buy like two 1.5 liter and be like, that's good. Like three liters for six people. For six people. For six oh. people. Oh, yeah, no. I was like, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think I need five or six liters. I'd, pro- I'm, I'd probably drink two or three a day. I, I, say, I said four to five. Oh, did you? That's yeah. still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You're probably sweating a lot there, though. Mm. Yeah. The walking, the gym. Mm-hmm. Like on rest days, you I sweat don't drink. a lot, too. On rest days, I really don't drink that much water. Mm. Like, I'm consistently drinking it, but it's just not nearly as much because I just don't lose any. No sweating. Fair. But anyways, with the steps. So, yeah, you can use that to... Move. Kind of... Move. Move your body. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, realized you were right. And I was like, Oh, you can out-train a bad diet, kind of. Oh, you definitely can. Tree planting for me. Yeah, I know. You it's, probably had, how many, do you know how many steps? No. Some people, I think, had, uh, like, wearable tech stuff. So, I'd have to ask someone that did that. Actually, if any of my tree planter friends listen to this, tell me. Yeah, put it in the comments. Know. Yeah. Um, what steps you had for, like, a full planting day. I'd guess. 40,000? 40, uh, 30 to 40? Probably at least, right? I'm sure some of them got more. Because you were planning for how many hours straight? It all depends on if you had to walk into your block. Okay. Because sometimes you had like a 30, 45, sometimes 60, but like a 30-minute walk or more. Okay. In and, and out. this is carrying all the trees? Sometimes you had to carry trees in if they couldn't get them in with quads or something. Um, But you have your... All, you have your you have your bags, you have your day bag with all your food, and then you have your two uh, water jugs. How did you find out about tree planting? Uh, I had a cousin that did it out in Alberta. Mm. He's eight years older than me, something like that, and he did it. And I reached out to him to ask him some advice on it. Me and one of my best friends wanted to do it. Um, and then I also had a friend my age from high school that had done it a couple years prior. 
and he was still doing it and he was looking to put together a crew. So then he okay. brought us onto his crew. Yeah. So and I knew, I knew like someone locally. No training. What's that? Like what? Like, like, did you have to give a resume? Like, how did this work? I don't remember. Like, I don't think they so. Just be like, it's not a yeah. real job. <laughs> like, do you, a- like, you gotta get trained, right? No. Oh. No. How no, do you no. know how to cut the grass? How to cut the they ground? They show you on like an orientation day. Okay, it's a training. Yeah, they just show you on one day when you get there. And then that's it. That's it. And they yeah. don't tell you how much walking you're doing or how many bug bites you're going to get or... I mean, they try and let you know. You don't really know until you get there. But like mm. they tell you... Like every, everything is explained to you. Okay. But like theory only matters so long until you're in it. But yeah, like they let you know like, dude, it's brutal. But it's also awesome. <laughs> it'll be simultaneously the best and worst job of your life it's like bodybuilding you think so it's like powerlifting well no because you enjoy bodybuilding no but perhaps like simultaneously oh that's what you very mean, hard yeah maybe yeah yeah I don't know yeah a lot of planting was very tough but yeah probably 40,000 steps plus if I had to guess I'd love to see someone it depends on how efficient you are probably as a planter to be honest like the worst uh, I guess it depends. Like, I was going to say, like, the worse, the worse you are as a planter, you're less efficient, so you're probably taking more steps. But I'm thinking, like, the better you are as a planter, you're moving quicker, and you're probably covering more ground. You're planting more trees, so you're actually probably stepping more. So, and you're bending over every six feet, planting a tree, carrying mm, 40 your pounds on your hips. Nope. Everyone always says that. Back doesn't hurt ever, because you're just bending over your own body weight. Like you can uh, bend over all day with your body weight. Where's where are you holding the trees? On your hips. Oh, on your hips. Yeah, you have what hurt a lot was my traps. Mm. So anybody with like childbearing hips did real well with that because it's like the they can actually sit on your hips. It's like oh. I'm naturally super lean and skinny and narrow with like very narrow hips. So it's like the bags as I would also lose weight during the season. The bags had shoulder straps, so they would they would end up taking the weight, the traps. So my, uh-huh. my neck and traps would just get like so sore. But I, I tried to like cinch up my belt always to try and get like the hips to carry it as much as I could. Some people could just take the shoulder straps off and just let them sit on their hips. And I was like, oh, that looks so nice. And then this <laughs> was like while that. you were training, right? No. Like in the gym? You I mean, like I trained before. You can't train while you're there. No, I understand that. Like, so were you consistent in the gym before this? And then, I can't believe I haven't asked you all these questions. I obviously have a lot of questions about this. Yeah, everybody does. It's a weird thing. Uh, what? So you were training consistently. I know you. So yep. you were probably like six days a week. Like Yeah, I was training probably almost right? every day. Did that not like affect you then not training? I know you were doing a lot of steps and stuff. And you were social. Yeah, like I wanted to train. Okay. Yeah. So that must have been hard because that's what, what, like eight weeks? To um, to be honest, I don't remember it being problematic. Okay. Yeah, because I'm so exhausted that like I couldn't possibly imagine going to a gym. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when it's like the sun's coming down and you're like covered in dirt, you haven't showered in five days and you just walked 40,000 steps and you have heat stroke and you're starving. It's, and you, you know, you're just like. I just want to eat and go to bed because I got up at five this morning and it's 7.38 p.m. now and I just want to eat dinner, smoke a joint and go to bed. It's like I couldn't possibly imagine like walking into a gym and being like, time to go work out. So I'm like, nah, 
there. Yeah, so I don't remember. I actually don't remember that feeling at all. It's also like such a different like environment. Like it's it's a very much like culture shock mm. being there because you're kind of like hippies. <clears throat> not in that sense. Depending on where you are, <laughs> like which camp I guess you go to, but like it's culture shock in the sense of like, if I can paint the picture, you're like in a. You're potentially hours down these logging roads. They aren't even real roads. They're just logging roads. And hours down those from like a local town. And you're living in a tent with, you know, dozens of other people, 50, 60 other people. And there's like, there's a cook trailer and then there's a, big mess tent and then like basically besides that that's just like it's just tents and then these trailers and you're just set up off one of these logging roads in the middle of nowhere like you have no idea where you are and there's no light anywhere other than the sun <laughs> so it's like you uh and do, you're just do you have your phone yeah i have my phone but it's always on airplane because you have no service and like how do you charge it um, they had, uh, power stations there. Okay. Yeah. So like we had generators running 24 seven. So you could charge your phone there. Um, but we would go into town like every shifts would change between like three or four days to like seven or eight or nine days. So every week ish, give or take a few days, you'd go into town. That's when you could clean yourself, do laundry, party, eat real food, buy supplies, charge your phone, go on Wi-Fi. Check your Facebook, whatever. Call people. <laughs> Interact with civilization. But Jeez. that culture shock is like so weird. And you're kind of like forced to stay there in a way, right? Because you're like, well, I'm just stuck here. What can I do? It's like, well, you can read a book, take photos of bushes with your phone, <laughs> uh, smoke weed, have some drinks with some friends, and talk shit with friends. And then... That's when, you, if you're actually like, if you have free time, other than that, you're just like eating and working. So it's like nothing else is really on your mind. You're like very unplugged, mm. forced. You're forced to unplug, which is super therapeutic because you can't, you can't know what else is going on in the world. It'd be impossible, almost impossible for you to know, which is super Wild. cool. Yeah. So you're just like, uh, you're super out of touch. And it feels awesome. Eight weeks. Eight weeks of just being like, I have no idea what's going on other than what's going on right here with 40, 50, 60 other people. And every day is the same right now. Well, it's cool. Let's, uh, let's My, close it down. So, well, I'll finish it with this. Okay. My, I would, they get, you get something called Christmas toe, tree planting. Ew. Because, <laughs> because what happens is you, there's two techniques to planting a tree. Well, there's multiple techniques to planting an entire tree, but there's two techniques to like a specific aspect. They call screefing, which is <laughs> one aspect to planting a tree, which is where um, one, of your, one of your boots, um, when you're taking a step, when you find like a site where you're going to plant, you have to scrape off like the top layer of brush to get down to like the soil, right? Um, so to do that, how you can screef is like you can use your heel or you can use your toe. In general, those are like the two primary techniques. And using your toes is like kind of lazy. Um, it doesn't work as well, but it's quick. 
And when you use your toe and you do it over and over and over again, and you do it thousands of times a day for eight weeks, your toes become numb, particularly your big toe. And so you end up doing like temporary nerve damage. And that nerve damage typically lasts until December when you stop uh-huh. the contract at the start of July. So that's why they call it Christmas toe because you get feeling back around Christmas. And that happened to me every time. Because <laughs> <laughs> you use your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Christmas toe. Jeez. So. All right. Anyways, thanks everybody for listening to the show. You can follow me at Tim underscore MSHC. You can talk to me about coaching if you need fitness coaching. You can follow Sam at Slays Fit on Instagram and other platforms. And you can follow the show at Stay Peaked. You can listen to us, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.